Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. And uh, hold on here. I'm trying to finish sharing this to uh, the Facebook here so we can get the word out this morning. But I uh, do hope everybody is well and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. Uh, doing these devotions this early in the morning. I'm either going to, it's hit or miss. I'm either going to uh, get people who are up and about and get their day going, or uh, you are still in bed asleep and from staying up all night looking at uh, funny memes on Facebook or uh, binge watching Tiger King on Netflix, whatever floats your boat there. So. <laughs> but uh, uh, you notice my background's a little different uh, this morning, and so I am uh, trying something a little new. Uh, but I don't know. I may go back to my regular background set. But I uh, thought this might give a change things up just a little bit. But anyway, I hope you are well, and that uh, you're looking forward to another day to serve the Lord and to rejoice and be glad in it. So, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word this morning. Good morning, Barbara. We're going to look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. So let me go ahead and bring that up here so you can read along with me. <clears throat> Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And as me old Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at this here. So when we look here at Romans 5, 5, uh, it says, And hope maketh not ashamed. Now, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Now, we, uh, we have this uh, because it's not that uh, we have hope in our abilities to love and trust God. It is not our own, uh, what we have uh, to offer God. It is God's love for us. It is his sacrifice of sending his own son to die for our worthless hides. It is his great love for us who, that endures or perseveres. Even when we mess up, even when we sin, even when we screw up, God is there. It is his love that helps us to endure. That gives us great hope for the future. It gives us hope for the present. It gives us that, that enduring hope that we can continue on knowing that we have an almighty God that loves us. Loves us so very much that he gave his only son to die for us. All right. And, you know, it's just I hope that you understand uh, the reality, uh, that you understand the uh, how serious and how wonderful and, and how great uh, of what has transpired that Jesus Christ, that, uh, that propitiation, that atonement upon the cross, that justice that was served, that uh, love that was given, was given by Jesus Christ to save us from a very real hell. And that's where we can have our hope. That's why we are not ashamed of the gospel. We are bold for the gospel because we know that our hope is real and our hope is true. Good morning, Julie. And so that, that's where our hope lies. It is not a false hope. You know, uh, people have tried, uh, of course, uh, since the time of Christ to uh, not only deny him as the Messiah. You know, we think about people today who uh, deny God. And, uh, you know, of course, we realize and know the, the foolishness uh, behind that. But the fact of the matter is that uh, here Jesus Christ was walking the earth. Jesus was walking the earth. He's healing people, casting out de demons. 
and people still didn't believe. So, all right, so here we we have a hard time trying to help people to understand the reality of God and the reality of His Son Jesus and the reality that He really did walk this earth and people not believing. But here He's walking in the flesh in front of people and they still denied Him. You know, so we should be so surprised that people are denying him today. But if this was just a book of fairy tales, all right, if this wasn't real, if this wasn't true, if Jesus Christ did not walk this earth, or if Jesus Christ walked the earth and he's nothing more than a good prophet and never rose from the dead and he's nothing just but a good teacher, people don't die for a lie. All right, you understand that, that the, apostles, the disciples and, and the apostles were uh, tortured and murdered. And, and the apostle Paul was tortured more than any other uh, apostle. And, you know, the, these men, not to mention throughout history, uh, the individuals who have died uh, for the sake of Jesus Christ. That's why we have hope. That's why we are not ashamed of the gospel. We can be bold in the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the face of adversity, in the face of persecution because we know it's truths. We know this is not a book of mere of just stories and fairy tales uh, to encourage us to do good deeds, that this is reality, that this is truth, and that is grounded in truth. We know that God does not lie. We know that this, that these, uh, that the fact that the uh, prophecies that have been come to pass time and time and time again proves the reality of the gospel. And that's why we are not ashamed of the gospel. And I, <clears throat> as a Christian, we have to be more bold to stand on that whole word of God. You know, to me, when you see pastors, churches, and Christians compromising on the word of God, because of societal standards has mandated that uh, it's not politically correct to believe certain things in God's word, uh, that it, uh, uh, it it hurts little snowflake feelings or whatever it may be, and they compromise on God's word, that tells me that they are embarrassed of God, that they are ashamed of God, and that they uh, lack that hope and that boldness, and they lack the true understanding of the reality of this book. And, you know, if you would be surprised and shocked at the amount of pastors out there who are not true believers, who do not believe in the whole word of God, who do not believe in the supernatural, if you will, or the miraculous, uh, do not, and then they want to cut all those things out. And if you have a problem from the, you know, there's some people that have the very, a problem with the very first chapter of the Bible. And uh, don't even believe that that God created in six days. Uh, that they believe in a uh, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, my mind's went blank on me. I think it's called a um, oh my mind's went blank. A the uh, uh, in other words, there's a term for it. My mind's went blank on me. It's too early. My brain's not working good this morning. But it's the, they just believe that uh, evolution happened, that God just nudged it, and then it went into place. That, that, you know, that's still, you know, we know that God created in a literal six-day, 24-hour day period. Uh, and, and, and so if you have a problem with the beginning, you're going to have a problem with the whole thing. And so that's a problem. We've got too many weak-kneed pastors, 
churches and Christians out there who are ashamed and refuse to stand on the whole word of God. Listen, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I, you know, and I think that's the problem with too many Christians. They want that affirmation uh, from other people so much that they're willing to compromise on uh, the this almighty uh, the almighty word of God right here. But, uh, you know, I, I want to be liked by the next person, too. And, and I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But this right here, the, what the truths that we have in this book, is going to hurt people's feelings. It's not going to be liked by everybody. Uh, God's word is clear on that, that in this world, you're going to have theistic evolution. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. And my mind went completely blank. I, it was right on the tip of my tongue. I kept wanting to say Theo. So I went blank. Thank you so much. But, uh, uh there's so many people out there that uh, uh, they want to, they, they don't believe and they want to uh, uh, compromise. They, they, they refuse to, to have that true stand and, and because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and you know, there's, we have to preach conviction of sins, all right? This is what I'm getting at here. We have to have conviction of sins. In order to have that conviction of sins, it is going to your feelings are going to be hurt. You're going to be angry. You're going to be upset because you like where you're going, all right? The devil has got you trapped, and he's got you blinded, and he wants you in a certain direction. And when that hits, and when it hits hard, all right, and you're not going to like it, but once you're faced with the reality, when that mirror is put up in front of you, and you can see that reflection of, wow, this must change. This something has to give here, all right, because, uh, you know, we have to preach that condition of sense so that we know that we're in need of a Savior, that we're in need of salvation. And, uh, you know, again, we're not going to, not everybody's going to like us. People are going to hate us. People are, are going to despise us. God's word is clear on that. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So don't, you know, to quit worrying about what society thinks, what culture says, what political correctness has to say. We must be biblically correct and not politically correct. But again, let's not go around and just beating everybody up with the Bible. You know, there's, I've, I've counseled uh, couples where uh, where the uh, husband has just beat the wife down with the Bible and, and and using verses out of context and just you know. And I've seen other Christians do that too. You know, you got the the uh, uh, you, the, you know the typical. Uh, pastor out there, if you will, you know, some people has that, that typical idea of some pastor, they came around the family Bible and telling everybody how they're going to hell. You know, we don't want to come across like that. And it's because of those kind of attitudes that have driven people away from church, uh, driven them away from Christianity uh, because of all the legalistic and insane ideas that has been pulled out of context and uh, has been used inappropriately in, in God's Word. So we, it's not about trying to drive something into somebody's head. Because remember, you can't save anybody, all right? All we can do is plant the seed and tell others about Jesus Christ. Show them the love uh, that's in your heart and the change that God has made in you. If you can just convey that, that truth uh, in your life, that'll go a long way to drawing people to Jesus Christ. Remember, we want to draw people to God, not push them away. But at the same time, we cannot compromise on God's word. So that's why we have to stand on these truths. And sometimes we, you know, it, depending on the situation, we may have to be a little tough. There's some hard heads out there. And sometimes you've you got to get kind of tough with people so they can understand things. Uh, but at the same time, don't be a smart aleck. And the reason why I say that is because I, I am a smart aleck. All right? That's something I have to really work on. Uh, you know, I've been told most of my life I'm a smart butt, and I, and and that's something I have to really work on. And particularly, you know, that's one thing with social media; it's kind of got me into trouble. I, I had 
good intentions, but it came out completely wrong, and I went about it the wrong way, and, and it's really, I think it's hurt uh, my ministry to a certain extent. It might have even hurt the church to a certain extent, and, and I regret that. Uh, like I said, the, the good intent was there. You know, sometimes you can win the battle but lose the war, and that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at here. We need to be careful about that. Uh, make sure, you know, try to pray about it. People know how to push your buttons. They know how to tick you off, and uh, particularly those in the world. And you'll be surprised. There's a lot of atheists out there that know the Bible better than most Christians. And uh, so they know how to weaponize it big time. And they know how to and be a lot of Christians, sad to say, they know just enough to get them in trouble. And they use a lot of circular reasoning out there. You know, it's, uh, well, why do you believe that? Because the Bible says so. But why does the Bible say that? Because that's what the Bible says. And they just go, you just, you're not getting anywhere. And uh, you got the straw man arguments. You have red herring. You have all these things. So we have to really, you know, as God's word says, study to show thyself approved. Uh, a workman need not be ashamed. Again, coming back to that not being ashamed of God's word, trusting in that hope, trusting in God's love for us, knowing that that hope is real and true, and living it daily. And as I was reading. Um, a good book is brought is put out by the Barna Group called Unchristian. That's one thing that's driven has driven a lot of younger people away uh, from uh, from Christianity is is the uh, people not wanting to be real about uh, their walk and their struggles with Jesus Christ with their uh, as Christians. That so many people want to be at this level of spirituality and have a sense of piousness and looking their nose down at everybody else. And a lot of younger people are just looking for a sense of, of realism, uh, something that uh, they can understand. And when you're way up here and you're constantly saying, oh, look at this one over here. Oh, he has long hair. Oh, my gosh. Look at him. Look at his stupid little hat or, you know, look at his tie-dye shirt. You know, if you're up there, you know, we need to make, and make sure that people understand, hey, look, we mess up every day. We screw up every day. But we have an almighty God that loves us. He forgives us. He helps us when we mess up. He picks us back up, and we continue on the path. When we can show that reality, we can show that hope, we can show that love, what mighty witnesses that we can be. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for another wonderful and blessed day to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, uh, help us each and every day to serve you well. Help us to be true to ourselves. Help us to be true to you. Let us stand holy and mightily upon your mighty word. Let us never back down. Let us never compromise. Let us show love to those around us and to those we disagree with, but always standing true to your word. And Lord, uh, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, guide, and watch over and protect us this day. Lord, I know there's a lot of people out there who are fearful with what's going on, and we do need to be concerned. But, Lord, we know that you are sovereign and that you're in control. And, uh, Lord, let us just trust in you no matter the outcome, no matter what happens. Lord, we know that you have our best interest at heart, that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to our, your purpose. And Lord, even though uh, our finite minds cannot possibly understand an infinite God, let us always put that trust in you. And Lord, be with those who are going through different surgeries and uh, looking to uh, get certain medical testing back, that to get good results. 
And Lord, I pray that you be with Doug Grissom, and I pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Kim Penix and Murph, Linda Feathers, uh, the Trivet family. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, uh, that you will be with uh, uh, all our first responders, our police officers, our doctors, and our nurses. Let them know their love, needed, and appreciated, along with our military. And Lord, uh, be with our president. Give him wisdom and discernment. Uh, give him uh, protection about him and his family. And Lord, be with this nation and touch the hearts and minds like never before. Let this be a, a, a way to awaken uh, the hearts and eyes of so many before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every one of y'all for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these little devotionals. And uh, I'm sorry I get a little foggy-headed in the morning sometimes when I'm trying to speak. Appreciate Jason uh, helping me out there this morning. And uh, so if you want to uh, share these devotions, if you have family or friends who might like to watch them, you can always find me here on Facebook at Dr. Young 77 If they don't do Facebook, you can find me on YouTube at uh, Dr. Matthias Young. You subscribe there, watch the uh, morning devotions on there, and or uh, if you want to subscribe to my Apple podcast, no charge, audio only, but I do upload the, all of our sermons, uh, Brandy and I's podcast, the daily devotions. So if you're at home and you're working around the house, digging in the garden, whatever, and want to give it a listen, uh, feel free. And uh, I always appreciate that uh, support. Uh, don't forget, uh, Fountain Life Bible Church uh, will be uh, online only tonight at 7 o'clock. I'll continue our study in Hebrews and looking forward to that. We'll be in Hebrews chapter 3. We'll be primarily looking at verses 1 through 6. And um, so uh, if you can, uh, you know, I, I know it's convenient to watch on Facebook, and I, I always encourage that as well. But uh, go to our website, uh, flbconline.com. As you see the green screen behind me here, uh, if you watch on there, it looks like I'm actually standing in the church uh, uh, speaking. So if you turn in there, you get to take advantage of what the green screen is offering there. And uh, this gives a little more... Uh, church feel, I feel like, about uh, doing that. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.